Gold getting its groove back. Jackson Hole. Speaking of, OnlyFans is back in the news. The Milk Crate Challenge. Afghanistan, Afghanistaning. People are losing their damn minds. We'll talk million dollar rocks. We'll talk the market. We'll talk dumbass headlines. I am Gerardo Del Real along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. This is episode one. 132 of therapy, otherwise known as Bizarro World. Mr. Hodge, how are you today? Fine, sir. I think we got some clarity in the markets. Like you said, Jackson Hole is here. I'm not sure that that necessarily mattered, but nonetheless, <laughs> uh, uh, crystallized or catalyzed maybe things for some folks. Um, you know, um, I won't say glad to see it, but a dollar broke down. Sorry, I'm going to go right into the markets and it was starting to creep a little bit down. But uh, yeah, gold is, like you say, getting its groove back and uh, copper stocks were ripping people's face off today. Yeah. I was over $10 Canadian, like all time highs for uh, Ivanhoe. Is the lake house just, coming, Nick? Is the lake house I coming? Just, <laughs> I was just wondering where Team Transitory was That really was what I was wondering because I was looking around at, you know, home prices that are at all-time highs and the commodity index remains at five-year highs and oil is going back up now and it just seems like uh, Jiminy Crickets from old Team Transitory. It seems like there was a good portion of institutions and institutional money, the capital that comes with institutions, right? That needed to hear Powell actually say, I'm still going to give you plenty of heads up when it comes to raising rates. I'm not even thinking about that yet. I might taper. And and, and what he said was um, kind of telling to me. He said he might ta- he, he might temper if, if, if taper if he saw it appropriate. And so what that tells me is pretty simple. He's telling the markets, look, If I start getting serious about tapering, just wink, wink, throw a tantrum for a week, let the market go down 3%, and I promise I won't. I could be completely off on that, but this has been obvious as anything the past couple of years. The policy is clear. The trend is clear. And you you wrote a piece this week that was really, really well-written and thoughtful um, about how you don't worry about whether or not inflation is transitory or not personally as it relates to being able to provide for your family and, and taking advantage of inflation because you position yourself in a way that allows for you to continue to, 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 to receive the benefits of the abundance that, you know, getting ahead of the trend provides. And so if, you know, I'd love for you to comment on that just a little bit. But yeah, I think I think it's very, very clear which way we're going for at least the next two quarters. I, I just I was writing about how it's, you know, it's tuning out the noise or not needing a narrative to to tell you which way to go, you know, not turning on Bloomberg or CNBC to say it's happening uh, this way or that way, because they all have an agenda, right? When I can just look at something like a commodity index or copper prices or oil stocks or whatever it is and say, look, these are outperforming uh, relative to the baseline of the S&P uh, or whatever it is. I don't need to be told what the narrative is similar to, and we'll get into it later, you know, I don't need to be told what the narrative is this week in Afghanistan, right? By people mm. who didn't pay any attention to it for the past 10 years, right? Like I can look at the events and I can form my own opinion. And so um, I was saying that, and, and I've said it a million different ways, right? Instead of 
you know, being the guy that's whatever, trading in the, the copper at $4, right? Uh, hard on his luck. You could have owned these copper assets for a long, long time as the copper price was uh, inflating and not having to listen to anybody say, now this is transitory or not, you know? I mean, Rio Tinto just issued like a, re- a record dividend, right? I just told you Ivanhoe is at uh, all-time highs. And so... um Yeah. And the other thing I would say, and I guess to put on my sales hat for a second, is that I understand that, um, you know, what I do isn't like a real job. Like I don't contribute to society (laughs) in in any way. Like I know you guys got to go out there and work and like, you know, have real jobs and lives. And so, but it's like, that's why you pay for a service or services like we uh, provide to parse that out for you and, and to keep an independent eye on it. Right. Because um, and I know it's true for you as well. It's not like uh, we're not investing, right? Like these decisions matter to me because, um, you know, to some extent, it's how I provide for my family and it's how I secure and grow my wealth. I'm making these moves with my own money. I own uh, Rio Tinto. I own Ivanhoe, right? And so uh, that's sort of the point that I was making, right? I don't need to to have someone tell me what to do with that. I can manage my own account on my own time. And you, listener, benefit as a result by uh, absorbing that, listening to why we're doing it, but most importantly, reflecting that uh, those recommendations uh, in your own investment style and portfolio, right? Absolutely. No, well said. And, um, you know, let, 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 let's get into copper um, because I, you know, we both said that the the, the recent pullback back down near four you know, my, my comments a couple of weeks ago were, well, if copper's still at four with China selling into the market, what do you think is going to happen when China stops, right? And 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 things get, things pick up again. Sure enough, here we are. It's it's flirting with 430 a pound again and just it closed at 426 today and looks primed to head higher um, with all the stimulus that's that's still coming, right? Um, was it, what, are we going to OnlyFans already? Or are we still on, are we still on copper? <laughs> no, you asked me four dollars, and I told you that you killed my segue. <laughs> I told you that four four dollars was a nice place to bounce off of for copper, and we also said that um, things were looking for direction, right? And I think the, the the move back up in copper and the move back up in oil is confirmation that the the inflation is uh, continuing. Absolutely. Anything in the market specifically that you're looking at that may be actionable for people that are listening, though they obviously, if they were subscribers to either your various letters or my various services, would 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 already be in the know about stuff. But anything that people, maybe the generalist that, you know, is kind of on the sidelines wondering, you know, is everything going to keep being awesome? Our market's still going to continue to hit new highs every week. I think we had four days today where four or four days this week where the S&P hit a new all-time highs, right? It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's, it's over 50 new highs it's it's put in. Yeah. And so um, my wife texted me a picture today. She filled up the uh, the mom mobile that she drives the kids around in and uh, she got cut off at a hundred bucks filling it up. And so uh, oil took a brief pause. Um, I, I don't think it's done yet. I would look at the, the oil sector if you uh, got to buy something. And the other thing I would look at, which I'm sure we'll talk more about and you can talk more about if you want, is, is gold and silver. I mean, they responded uh, beautifully today to uh, a dollar that uh, sort of uh, broke down in the, in the face of, of past comments. It was already starting to. I had a chart yesterday. 
uh, showing that the dollar was already showing a bit of weakness and stocks and commodities uh, were buoyed as a result of that. But, um, you know, uh, gold and silver starting to look much better here now as we get confirmation of direction. Agreed. And so, no, look, I, I, I wrote a piece here a couple of days ago, yesterday, I believe, um, that you can find on resourcestockdigest.com. And, and, and it basically went into, you know, the fact that we're getting into what I believe is going to be the most consequential quarter in the year, not just for the commodity space, um, but for the juniors, right? Especially the precious metals juniors that have been absolutely just, you know, hammered, most of them, not all of them. You know, we have several in the portfolio hitting brand new 52-week highs like probe metals, which seems like a prime takeout target. It seems like they know it and it seems like they're not getting bought out for two bucks Canadian. It seems like they, 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 they're going to keep that price there. We'll see if that comes true or not, but you know, that's not, they're the exception. There's a lot of companies down 30, 40, 50% here over the past 12 months. And I think that, um, I think that's poised to turn around. I think gold and silver look, especially gold right now looks particularly strong and, you know, that dollar breakdown, I wrote that if that, that, that tenure gets below 130, you can get close to one really, really quick. And if that happens, you better believe gold is rushing to 2000 bucks and then people will get excited again. And we know, we know the space has been boring for the past 12 months for most people, but man, are you getting a heck of an opportunity to position your portfolio and pick stuff up for cheap? And I don't think that's going to last very much longer. Someone was commenting to me, um, just a random person in the building here the other day we were talking about uh, gold and he was saying he must dabble a little bit because he was saying you can't get your hands on any for under 2000 an ounce what's that about and you know uh, I think that's very telling right and I was telling you the other week I bought a St. Gaudens another one after you talk after I listened to the interview you did with uh, Van yeah no and I continue to believe that um, it's a it's a good time to buy some uh, stocks are, are still cheap, uh, like you just said. And so um, I think headed into the uh, fall here, uh, especially in a, a September that's coming, which is uh, historically a, a rough patch, at least seasonality wise for stocks. I think it's uh, definitely uh, getting closer to time. I like it. Let's talk people losing their goddamn mind. Well, actually, before we get into people losing their goddamn mind, let me give everybody my COVID update. So uh, last week we talked about how, you know, I, I popped up with COVID and then my wife popped up with COVID, but we were fine. So good news on that front. Um, we're over it. We're not contagious anymore. We're, we're you know, vaccinated. And now we got antibodies. We're like superheroes and shit, right? When it comes to COVID. But, you know, we were excited. And then so it's Sunday night and we're getting ready to... Uh, to, to, to fly out or Tuesday night or whatever night it was. We're getting ready to fly out to go drop our son off at the university at his dorm, right? And so obviously proud moment for us. Uh, we're finishing packing. It's about 1130 at night and I get a text because we, 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 we had been taking the kids to get um, tested just to be sure that they were all right. And sure enough, at 1130 p.m. the night before, my 18, our 18-year-old tests positive, right, for COVID. So you know, bummer in the sense that he didn't get to do the orientation and the welcoming and all of that. Um, really positive in the sense that he hasn't had any symptoms, you know, anything outside of the ordinary for this time of year with allergies and everything that Austin brings this time of year. So yeah, it's, 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 it's been an interesting couple of weeks to say the least, but you know, again, you know, all of us were vaccinated. There's now three of us in the home that have tested positive. We were vaccinated about six months ago. Um, and, and so I do, I, I do believe just from my own personal story that, 
you know, five, six, seven months, I think that, that you know, if you're five, six, seven months from the last vaccine, it probably starts weakening. And, and obviously this uh, Delta variant is, is, is <laughs> it's more contagious and, and, and it is a lot more consequential for a lot of people, um, especially if you haven't been vaccinated. We talked last week about it and I don't want to get, you know, into, into, into that whole thing again, but look, it's, um, yeah, I tweeted something earlier. There's a gentleman here from Texas named Caleb Wallace and, you know, all the best to him and his family. And, you know, he, he, he led a, uh, a rally here in Texas <clears throat> a few months back, uh, a freedom rally is what he called it. And, you know, it was basically him. Um, it, he did this in July last month. And, and it, it was an event that was billed as a protest against the government being in control of our lives. Right. And he was adamant about, you know, the school district not having any vaccine mandates. And, and, you know, his wife, you know, as the article that I read states, um, you know, was le le less conservative, let's say, is, is, is how it was put. Then he was, you know, she wore a mask. Um, th that's what she chose to do. He did not. Mr. Wallace ends up sick. He's not vaccinated. And, you know, imme immediately starts doing everything but everything but um, going to the doctor and figuring out what's wrong and figuring out, you know, what he could do. So what he did is he tried self-treatment, um, a combination of vitamin C, zinc, and I'm going to mispronounce this because I don't do medicine well, but uh, Iver Iver Ivermectin, Ivermectin. How do you say that, Nick? You probably know. In Verbectin, I think. Yeah. Hey, all right. So there you go. So this guy's like in ICU now and, you know, he's got a GoFundMe page and he's got, you know, kids and his wife and his lungs um, are tapping out. And the doctor called the wife and said they're running out of options for him um, and asked if, if, you know, she would consent to not resuscitate him. Um, so this, I mean, this guy's 30 years old, Nick. He's a father of three. The wife is pregnant, expecting their fourth child next month. So I just bring all that up to say that we have to start doing better than just listening to these fucking headlines and start using our brain a little bit more. I'm not telling you to go get vaccinated. But in this case, like this gentleman chose to now mask up. Personal choice. I respect it. Chose to not get vaccinated. Personal choice. I respect it. I'm all for the choice. I'm not big on mandates either. Um, but then when he got sick, he still chose to go with the conservative talking points of vitamin C, zinc, you know, and this, 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 whatever the heck this thing is, um, will help you through. And I, it, it, it looks like it's going to cost him his life. And there's been so many people that are, are, are trying this everything, but the vaccine it's beyond me that people are willing to put everything in their body but a vaccine. And so I'm not telling you to get vaccinated. I'm just telling you there's consequences to everything. And, and, and on this one, the science isn't very like uh, mystical or mythical or an unknown. This isn't one of those unknown unknowns. This is a pretty known. And so whatever your personal feelings are about government or the right or the left or politics, this is a science thing. And we have to start looking at it as a science thing. And, uh, you know, who knows, maybe in 10 years I grow a third head and I get free internet from the vaccine, but I'll, I'll probably be here in 10 years barring an accident. Prick your ass. Vax yourself. <laughs> that, was, that, that, was, that was mystical. <laughs>
Show what you're working with. <laughs> no, listen, uh, people are losing their minds. And, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the benefits of the vaccine are uh, abundantly clear. Like you say, uh, I don't think it should be uh, mandated or, or verified for, for many reasons that we don't have to pack, unpack here, but basically have to do with the libertarian view on things. But uh, I do believe that the freedom gives you the responsibility to, to make the choice, right? Yes. So if you're, if you're choosing not to, to, to do that, then that's sort of on you. But what I don't understand is um, uh, this, this conspiratorial uh, secretive thing, like the, like the government is using this to control you or, you know, I see these, um, and it's particularly, and I'm sorry, I'm going to stereotype and generalize. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Like uh, religious, like moms. I don't know why I see them doing this, but like posting memes about uh, what was one I saw, for example, about how like somebody <laughs> who worked at the FDA then like went and worked at Pfizer or vice versa. And, you know, her comment was open your eyes, people. And more importantly, like open your brains. And it's like, Surely your big open brain knew about the FDA revolving door that has been uh, a known thing for a long, long time, right? And it's certainly not uh, a secret or conspiratorial or uh, new to COVID. And that's not to say that the revolving door is a good thing, but it is to say that like it's, it has nothing to do with COVID or what you uh, are saying or, or think about it. And so... Yeah, I just don't understand the the need to to do that to resort to uh, posting things about uh, conspiracies and all this stuff. Like it's uh, just a virus, and so uh, I continue to say that, just like uh, <clears throat> influenza, for example. And so, anyway, yeah, people are losing their demands, and also about the the masks. And so I've said it a, a million times: the masks don't make a whole lot of sense, right? Um, but to make that the the mountain you die on, like uh, my wife was flying back across the country the other day and her layover was in Salt Lake City and <laughs> they had to turn turn the plane around on the tarmac because this, this guy was losing his damn mind about the mask, cussing out the flight attendants and they kicked him off the plane. They drove back to the thing and, and kicked him off the plane and then... Uh, the wife has to get off the plane, delays it, delays it even further. So, <laughs> you, you know, it's like that, if that's going to be the, the thing that you like, you die on, you know, I, no pun intended. I, I just don't understand the, I guess, the, the ferocity with which uh, people go after that, right? In my mind, like I have better things to do and uh, bigger fish to fry than to, uh, meme post about uh, government conspiracies and viruses. I don't know. If you get sick, people, for anything, talk to a doctor. There's a reason why they go to school for all those years. And um, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's I mean, let, let, let's pivot into Afghanistan, talking about people losing their damn minds. We've been at this for 20 years. 20 years. Joe Biden, who, hey, he takes the cake. This happened on his watch. He's been in office for a few months, more than that. And um, you know what? His intelligence team and, and the oversight of that intelligence team failed him. We talked about that last week. And so if it failed him, he failed on that front. And, you know, th th again, there, there, <laughs> we now have, you know, a suicide bomber uh, outside the city's airport, which killed 
initially the report was 113 people, including 13 U.S. service members. Um, you know, there, there, there was a story uh, in the New York Times about, you know, the, the, the first one of the first casualties on the U.S. side. It's a 20 year old Marine from Wyoming who got married right before his deployment. She's, his wife is supposed to deliver their first child next month. This guy was a baby, literally a baby, when 9-11 happened. And the fucking decisions of stupid-ass politicians on both sides and the military-industrial complex and the way we're beholden to it just cost this man his life, cost his wife her husband's life, and the father of their child. And... You know, <laughs> we, we we won't put fucking memes up of Joe Biden actually having an emotional moment and an emotional reaction um, to hundreds of people being killed in such a cowardly way. Like that, that, that's the best of us. Like, and I know it's not, I know Twitter is not real. I just, like you said, I don't see how people have time to just look at a situation like this and think, oh yeah, Trump said he's weak. Yeah, he's a pussy. <laughs> like he's fucking showing emotion for service members dying, knowing that he's got, you know, obviously uh, his son served and, and died. And then, you know, the background that he has, um, he's always been very, 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 very close uh, to the military. And so it, it, it's just stupidity everywhere. Um, the milk crate challenge, completely different topic, but more stupidity. Somehow Hold on, I got to go to Afghanistan <laughs> first. All right. I got to. Do it. <laughs> Yeah, Before so I get on the milk crate challenge, it's fucking stupid it, ass people. It's immediately going to become a, a political football, right? And like everyone's now an expert on uh, FDA process, everyone all of a sudden is an expert again on uh, Afghanistan who hasn't cared for it uh, or about it for the past 10, 15 or uh, 20 years, right? And so um, just two two quick examples uh, that I think will sum up uh, my views on it. And it's one of the things I was writing about, like you said, about, you know, how I don't listen to the narratives. So, you know, one of the things I saw the story come out and we might have mentioned it last week was about the mineral wealth of Afghanistan. Right. And um, how uh, we pulled out and we left all this uh, lithium and rare earths there and it was how it's a gift to China. Right. Uh, Dumbass Biden, you know, we pulled out and we left it there and how uh, basically, like I just said, it's a gift to China. And so um, I opined on that recently saying that, you know, that's just stupid. Like, there's no way you're developing any uh, mining assets in Afghanistan anytime soon. Good luck doing it even in the developed world. Right. Um, and so just to even discuss that is asinine because that mineral wealth isn't coming out of the ground anytime soon. Probably not even in our lifetimes. I would almost be willing to to wager that, right? Especially given the uh, the nature of the region. And so, um, you know, that's that. And so, uh, a couple of days ago, I had a friend of mine text me saying, uh, a conservative friend. So he comes at it from the conservative narrative, right? And this is the point I want to make: is I come at it from no narrative. Correct. And he's texting. He's texting me. Can you believe this? Did you see this? Did you see all this lithium that they have there? We just gave it to the Chinese. Have you heard about this? He asked me. And I, I responded with a link to my, to my, to what I just wrote, what I said about how it was, you're a dumbass if you even consider this. And I sent him a link to that. And he was like, um, well, I guess I'll just put in my, my foot in my mouth. He said, um, and that's exactly right. It's like, you guys don't know what you're talking about, right? You just absorb that narrative 
depending on what side uh, of the football you're on, what what team you're on. And I continue to say or submit that it's dumb to choose a team. Um, and that's how you discuss it or approach it, right? Like this guy doesn't know anything about Afghanistan or mining or lithium <laughs> or nothing, right? I mean, it's like, hey, you're saying all the lithium we left there. And it's, uh, you know, and it's, uh, but because it, it fits that narrative, like that's what we're going to talk about. And so uh, once he puts the foot in the mouth, and, and this is the second point I'm going to make, and then I'll be quiet about it, is he falls back to now. Uh, the other thing that people are falling back to is, well, I just feel bad for the people, right? And it's like, no, you fucking don't. Like, you didn't, <laughs> no, you fucking don't. Like, you didn't feel bad for him two weeks ago. Like, you don't fucking feel bad for him now. Like, no, you fucking don't. And so um, that's, I guess, my sentiments about it. Like, everyone is um, doesn't really know what they're talking about and so shouldn't talk about it and i'm not going to talk about it for 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 those reasons we shouldn't have been there from the uh first place through uh two administrations uh two red uh and two blue which brings me to the milk crate challenge because this (laughs) is something that can only happen in the age of social media and twitter and facebook and 2021 right um and and i'm gonna tie this in i promise so bear with me y'all So the Milk Crate Challenge, for those of you that are not aware, is a challenge (laughs) that calls for stacking milk crates in the shape of a pyramid and successfully walking up one side and down the other. The problem being (laughs) that when people can't make it across, they end up on the ground. And of course, because we as society are so brilliant, we've decided that we can't just stack up two or three milk crates, right? And then, you know, make it to where if you do fall, it's a little boo-boo. No. Wouldn't be a challenge, would it? Wouldn't be a challenge, right? This is America, baby. So, you know, people are putting milk crates, and I'm not talking about the big ones, I'm talking the little baby ones, you know, 10, 15, 20 crates high and busting their ass, and people are having to go to the doctor in the emergency room. Um, So TikTok is actually removing the milk crate challenge videos. But again, something like this doesn't even pass the common sense test. If, if, if we weren't so bombarded by all of the social media that people engage in and, 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 and how susceptible society has become to the messages that are repeated. And that, that can be a message like go take this stupid medication. If you catch COVID, you don't need a doctor or a vaccine or anything else. Like you'll, you'll be okay. And I can tell you from, again, people that both you and I know, Nick, that you have refused to be vaccinated. Some have died. Some have ended up in emergency rooms and ICUs. And it's just beyond me why you would want to wait until the very end to actually go to the doctor. Right. Um, But that aside, all of this is just being furthered by social media and these platforms. Um, And man, I don't know. I don't know if this is Darwinism doing, you know, Darwinistic things. Um, and, and maybe that's a cruel thing to say, but we have got to do better with the common sense, y'all. I'm not, you know, I, I, I say I'm a relatively simple guy. I don't claim to have all the answers to anything. Um, I have a little bit of common sense, not a lot, but I have a little bit. And the stuff makes me think sometimes that maybe I'm crazy because I think it's so outrageous. Um that's my rant on, on common sense and social media and the milk crate challenge and memes and Afghanistan and how we politicize everything and how we do it because everything is just repeated over and over. And you can always find your point of view 
on the internet. And it doesn't matter what the point of view is. You want to take animal fertilizer to prevent COVID. You want to, you'll find somebody that's doing it. Um, you think Donald Trump's going to get reinstated. I don't know what the timeline is now. I know, you know, he did the August date came and went. You'll find a million people that'll probably agree with you. You hate Mexicans, guess what? You're going to find some people that agree with you. You hate the whites. You think whitey's oppressing you and is the cause of all your rage and problems. You're going to find a community for that. And I just think we got to be a little bit more selective. And, and like you said, Nick, you know, don't come at anything from a narrative perspective. Just think factually and and, and engage in some critical thinking. And um, yeah, that's my rant. I think, I think street smarts comes into it too a little bit. You know, I'm thinking back to these uh stay-at-home moms i see uh posting the <laughs> posting the things that i said and i'm thinking back to uh, how i know some of them they were, they were raised and and the, the sheltered behavior and not having to think as much for themselves right and so there's definitely a component of like street smarts in there for sure Indeed. Indeed. Um, I laughed when you mentioned uh, uh, the moms at home because that brings me to OnlyFans, right? (laughs) 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 OnlyFans fucked around and found out. And I can tell you this, whoever it is that suggested um, that, 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 you know, uh, kneeling to the, uh, the payment processors was, was the move. They, they, I don't wish anyone to not have a source of income, but they should at the very least, um, get a firm conversation and maybe a demotion um, to where they got to prove themselves up. Cause talking about common sense, I mean, anybody with a brain knew that that was going to be an absolute debacle. So for those that aren't familiar, we talked last week about how OnlyFans was removing um, its biggest revenue generator, which is explicit content on the platform. And they said that because companies like Visa and, and, and MasterCard were putting pressure on them, um, to no longer engage in promoting that type of content that they they were removing all of it. And immediately, again, just common sense questions like, okay, this is your biggest revenue generator. What else are you going to do? Like, what's your backup plan? I guarantee you the mostly women and some guys, I'm sure, uh, that were on OnlyFans killing it, making it rain. Um, I'm sure they had a backup plan, but, you know, OnlyFans obviously did not. And so one week later, they have pulled out and decided that they will now once again be allowing the explicit content on their platform. Um, and I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall of that office when that conversation came up. Well, uh, I hope you got to enjoy many vids in the interim. I haven't been yet. I wrote it down last week when you said, Nick, but it's been a busy week. I got to get to You know, many, many vids is like, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, I suspect I'll find out soon exactly which motherfucker you mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got breaking news, folks. We have a quote-unquote COVID intelligence report that was just released. And this goes, again, to my point about common sense and headlines. So the headline, if we're going to talk policy, the headline on CNBC, I believe, was Powell Talks Taper. And let me not say CNBC. It might have been another outlet. But there was a headline that says, Powell Talks Taper. And believe you me, the taper conversation wasn't why gold and silver went higher and the dollar went lower. It was the fact that he did everything but talk taper. He said, I might taper. 
And then pivoted completely. And the main event was not that. It was the fact that he said, I'm nowhere near close to raising rates, even if I do taper. And there's no there's no guarantee that I will. But if I do, I'll let you know. And it might be by year end. We'll, we'll talk then. We'll see what the market does. The headline could have been different there, right? Um, so the headline with this new COVID intelligence report is um, COVID um, intelligence report um, cannot find link between... Wuhan lab and um, animals uh, as it relates to the origins of COVID. And that's not what the headline should be because if you actually spend like a minute just glossing through the article, and literally is what I did, the headline should be they couldn't dismiss the fact that it could have came from the lab and and, and from animals. And if so, that there was a cover-up. So it was inconclusive, but the way the headline is presented, it's presented as if Oh, we solved it. There's no, you know, there, 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 there's no link here. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't connected to the lab. Um, there's nothing that, 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 that connects it. No, it should be the opposite, right? We looked and looked and looked and we can't rule it out. But again, it's not what sells, I guess. And hey, teach their own. That's it. <sighs> do you like rocks? Um, uh, yes, I do. Do you like pictures of rocks? Oh, the the, the NFT ones. <laughs> um, yeah, I like talking about them. Sure, let's talk about it. I, I apparently don't have enough common sense to fucking sketch a picture of a rock and and put it up for sale, um, and 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 get over a million dollars for it. So the most recent sign of excess and asset bubbles is a clip art NFT JPEG. You heard right, a clip art. NFT JPEG of a rock, which sold for $608,000 initially. Days later, it surpassed $1 million. $1,046,000. Um, <laughs> days before that, Ether rocks were going for around $300,000, which was an increase, threefold increase from $100,000 just two weeks ago. Again, a wealthy person saw that a picture of a rock was going for $100,000 and was like, fuck that guy or gal, I'll pay $300,000, what now? And then some other guy or gal with way too much money said, $300,000, I'll pay $608,000. And then somebody else saw that and said, <laughs> fuck your $608,000. I'll pay a million. This is the time we are living in, folks. I, again, I feel like I am the crazy one. I don't understand a lot of this. I am not the youngest guy. I'm not the oldest guy. I'm 42 years old. I'll be 43 at the end of October. Man, but I've seen I've I've seen enough to know that look, there are some NFTs where I understand what the value could be if it comes with something. But if you're selling boxes of air in glass for 18 million and pictures, clip art, JPEGs for a million dollars, man, I'd hate to be the person not comfortable financially in life and looking at this and trying to figure out why they can't get in on the action. Um, cause this is just madness, Nick. I don't know what else to say about it. It's crazy to me. It's pretty crazy, uh, <laughs> that there's, 
so many different ones and we've talked about shit coins incessantly and like i said earlier you had bitcoin going back to <clears throat> excuse me fifty thousand. where is it now by the way 48 so uh what was i going to say about the things you know um I guess let me mention Keith McCullough for a second because he yep. was talking about this today. Um, and we've actually talked about it as well. I've called it whack-a-mole inflation where this, um, look, it's in the tin today and it's in the lithium tomorrow and it's in the rare earth the next day, right? You have it just shifting around where it's sort of uh, popping up. And, um, you know, now it has a new place to do that in not just Bitcoin and Ether, but these thousands of other um, altcoins and stable coins and now these uh, NFTs and on and on. And his he was saying, and it's something that you and I know about, you know, when this stagflation hit uh, in the 70s, you know, when the when we've talked about this, when the uh, the growth isn't fast enough to outpace the in, the inflation, uh, you know, uh, what happened in the uh, uh, 70s uh, was the Hunt brothers were able to just buy hard assets and become uh, temporaneously um, for a short time. And I think that's important there, like the richest men in the world, because they bought up all the silver, they bought silver mines, they bought racehorses, they bought uh, oil fields, all hard assets, right? I mean, things that, you know, we know about. But um, and so when that when that stagflation came to manifest, they were able to become the the richest men in the world. And and now you have this inflation and where it remains to be seen if it's stagflation. That's what we've all been discussing for the past uh, weeks and months here is, um, you know, who are the Hunt brothers and where it's going to be? And the answer is, at least as I see it. Um, and again, who am I? I said that last week. Is, <laughs> it's it's sort of all over the place. Right. Yeah. You might not get it in that pure, um, I don't know, ether isn't the right word because I'm not talking about Ethereum, but like that pure <laughs> juice to silver, right? Like, um, yeah, we saw record gold prices already, but then we saw record tin and now steel's going up. And so I think one of the things you have to be willing to uh, accept is to, especially as it relates to like gold and silver bugs is, you know, if you wait and wait and wait for it to manifest in just one specific asset or commodity, it might not be the best approach to this, given that we've already seen it uh, manifest in all these other places. I hope that's making sense. But, and what I'm saying is I'm not sure if the cryptos are a bubble or not. I think they're just, uh, at least for the moment, one of these places where that inflation is manifesting. I agree 100. Um, you know, and you know, we've talked at length about collectibles and hard assets and the stock market, and you know why Harry Dent probably doesn't have much hair left because he's been busy pulling it out, calling for a deflationary collapse of the stock market every year for the past, you know, since 2008, where he got it right for like six months, right? And so, um, there's ways to profit off of this, everyone. There's ways whether you have a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or a million dollars or a hundred million dollars to do well for yourself, um, if you're able to define your timelines, your risk tolerance, um, if you're willing to spend a little bit of time and money to 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 be more informed, to compare, you know, different analysis and, and perspectives, and you know, do 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 studies where you're you're looking at success rates in the past. And, and, you know, it's an indicator of future success, right? If, uh, if Nick Hodge keeps giving you names that continue to, you know, go up 300, 400, 500%, you might want to fucking spend a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or 5,000 bucks to have Nick Hodge as an advisor, which you don't have to know Mr. Hodge, 
to, to, to have him be an advisor, you can go and subscribe to one of his services. Same goes on my end. You know, if, if, if your kick is resource stocks, which is what, what I, I, I dabble in almost exclusively with the exception of a few non-resource speculations via Mr. Hodge um, and real estate. But if, if junior resource stocks is your kick, hey, Nick does that as well. And so do I. And, and it's, you know, you have the option to, to subscribe to a private placement newsletter. If you're an accredited investor, you have the option to subscribe to a service that takes a, a, a longer term perspective on the cycles and, 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 and has picks for that. And, and, and you also have, you know, the option to subscribe to a trader service that, you know, it takes a shorter term perspective and is more in and out than than the monthly service. And and Nick has similar services on his end of it. And so, you know, whether it's us or someone else, there is still a lot of money to be made, people. A lot, a lot. And it's, uh, it, you know, it's frustrating to me sometimes. You know, I, I, I have friends that come to me for certain things and uh, I'll try to articulate as best as I can the opportunity and the why. And, you know, and, and some have done very well. Um, you know, dabbling and getting into things, but you know, sometimes I'll have friends and they, you know, the response is, yeah, it's just, I'm just not comfortable with it. And my response, you know, respectfully is always, well, you're also not comfortable with the position that you're in financially right now, because that's how this conversation started was you coming to me and explaining that you're not comfortable with your financial situation. Right. And so I don't know, I guess that's a long winded way of saying, you know, when I didn't have much and, and, you know, and I'm still working my way up, right. It's, uh, it's, 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 I'm comfortable, but I'm not wealthy yet. Um, you know, it's not 10 million yet. It's not that it's not a hundred million, but when it, when I was, you know, trying to figure it out and borrowing money from credit cards to buy junior resource stocks and borrowing money from friends to go, you know, um, trade options on rare earth stocks, uh, leveraged options on margin at that, um, it was like school for me. And, and it came from a need to find an avenue, one that I enjoyed, that I felt comfortable to me, uh, risk tolerance wise, um, but also one that could provide a, a completely different type of life financially for my family and I and the people around me. And, it, you know, I was lucky enough to stumble onto it and have mentors that that, that opened doors and, and, and taught me a lot and I continue to learn from them and I'm thankful for it. But it didn't just happen. Um, you know, you and I share a mentor, Nick, that person didn't just give us the keys to everything and say, here you go, guys, here's a, here's 5 million in your account. All you got to do is double it and pay me back my 5 million. And now you have 5 million too. It didn't work that way. We went to school, right? Like we had to learn and we had to make mistakes and we had to get chewed out and you know, everything that comes with learning something from the ground up. And so, and, and, and we're still learning. So again, long-winded way of saying there's a lot of opportunity in the market, whatever market you're in, whatever market you want to be in. And it doesn't take a lot, not in these markets. It doesn't take a lot. I think that was uh, very well said. There's all sorts of ways to speculate and invest in what you see going uh, on in the world around you and to take on the different risk levels uh, based, you know, that, that you're comfortable with. And so uh, I think you said that really well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't have a lot else, Nick. I do want to say um, there's, there's a, a hurricane, a category four strength hurricane that's projected to hit uh, New Orleans and Louisiana 
later today. It'll be Monday by the time y'all hear this. It's Friday today. That's when we record. Uh, but they're talking about winds of up to 140 miles per hour. You know, Nashville got hit a couple of weeks ago with, with some nasty weather. And um, just thoughts and all the best vibes and energy to to everybody out there. I hope that it uh, that it weakens and I hope that everyone is as safe as they possibly can be. Um, yeah, never, never, you know, not, 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 not good to see the trajectory of this hurricane and, and, and the way that it's actually picking up steam as opposed to losing some. Yeah, best wishes to everyone there. I saw the evacuation orders. We obviously have the New Orleans conference uh, coming up, which we both uh, want to attend and will be attending uh, as long as everything goes okay. And so uh, let's hope for another path. And if not, for the least amount of uh, impact possible. I like it. Mr. Hodge, anything else on your end of things? I have to tell you about the long care, uh, the long term. Uh, that's care right. Yes, yes, yes. We were supposed to talk about this last week. And of course, because I'm talking, it got long winded. So <laughs> we put it off to this week. <laughs> no. So one of the themes has been um, that government is increasingly going to come for your wealth via different forms of taxes. You and I have talked about this on this podcast, and I gave uh, a warning some time ago that you should, you know, get your whatever house in uh, uh, order, ducks in a row, get yourself a good uh, accountant and or uh, tax attorney, because things are going to come that are going to, um, you know, start eating into your wealth or, you know, start uh, leading it away, whether it's, you know, increasing estate taxes or uh, better funding and staffing for the IRS to close loopholes and uh, come after uh, people that haven't paid or in this case, um, uh, it's implementing a, a, a long-term care tax, and this is at the state level. So um, I think, you know, I left Maryland to leave a high tax and environment to go to Washington State, which has no income tax. Some would say, uh, you know, uh, Washington is a high tax state, but you have to pick and argue your tax, right? Are you talking about property tax or gas tax or food tax, uh, et cetera? I'm more in favor of a, a point of sale tax uh, anyway than I am of, you know, taxing me on my uh, income uh, or in investments. And so uh, anyway, um, they're, they're, they're implementing this new long-term care tax, which is 0.58%. So 580 bucks a year on a $100,000 salary. And it's... Um, so you can get long-term care when you need it, you know, in your 70s, 80s, 90s. But it's uh, everyone you talk to, and I'm no expert, but all the, the, the experts you do talk to, the accountants, the attorneys say the law is not written well. It's uh, underfunded. There's no way they're going to keep it at 0.58%, right? There's no way it's going to stay just a payroll. It's going to expand to uh, owner distributions and things like that because it's going to be underfunded. It's just a bad law, right? And plus... Uh, the amount of long-term care that you get in whatever 40, 50 years is only like 36,500 uh, bucks. It's like nothing, right? Not enough to pay for anybody to wipe your ass. It's not, not going to be like good care. So um, I guess just a couple of things. One, that's exactly one of the things like I was talking about. Like that's one of the ways they're coming to tax you more too. Mm. Um, uh the government's here to help, right? So they give you a, they give you a one-time opt-out. I have until the middle of October to opt out of this tax if I can prove that I've secured my own long-term care. So what do I do? I go out and I look for, so you can either get, and I didn't know anything about this. I've had to educate myself, right? You can get a long-term care rider like on the back of a life insurance policy, or you can get a long-term care rider on the back of an 
uh, annuity, right? So I, I, I contact my insurance person and, and say, hey, here's the deal. She looks into the law and she starts looking for plans that are eligible to opt me out. Well, here's the problem. Uh, like I said, the law isn't written well. So this is a long thing, Gerardo. Sorry. No, no, um, no. The, the, this is great. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying the it. Law, the law isn't written well, so um, there's no teeth. So if I were to get a policy that an opt out of the tax, I could then drop the policy after I opted out of the tax, right? And so, which would leave the uh, whatever, the insurance or annuity company in the lurch. And insurance and annuity companies do not like to be in the lurch. They, in fact, like to be the exact opposite <laughs> of that. <laughs> they love their actuarial tables and all of that. And so what happens? All of these companies start pooling out of Washington state, like try to get a, a long-term care rider policy from any major carrier right now, like Nationwide or Mutual of Omaha or any of the main, you can't, you can't do it because they realized the writing on the wall with this law and they started pooling out uh, of the state. Literally, you can't get policies with these people. And so it's just been a, it's just been a clusterfuck from uh, all fronts. Anyone with any sort of sense or money is, is opting out as fast as possible. I emailed my accountant with some specific questions uh, about uh, the law, and she, she didn't even respond to my question. She said, run away from the law. And so it's just, you know, a bad thing that I think is going to happen in other states, whether it's long-term care tax or whatever the case may be. But you got to, like I said months ago when we talked about it, you know, remain vigilant and, and keep your eye on those things and opt out when you can, because that's what you're going to have to do to, to keep the a majority and, and your fair share of your own wealth. Right. And, and, and the, and one excellent, excellent overview of that too. These taxes add up because like everything government, right? Once it gets a little, a little peck, it's never a one off, right? It's never just a, just a one tax and it's never just, you know, specific to, to one portion of your income. So, you know, you, there, there, there's taxation on capital gains, whether it's stocks, whether it's real estate, whether it's you name it. And so every tax that you are able to eliminate, as long as you are well off enough to be able to secure that long-term health, yeah, absolutely pursue that option because there's going to be more and more as states and, 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 and you know, the federal government um, gets itself gets itself into deeper and deeper trouble financially and fiscally. So yeah, just be aware. It's important. Well, that's it. Now I got a decent long-term care policy. So at least I got that done. There you go. There you go. If anybody needs uh, something along those lines, uh, reach out to Mr. Nick Hodge. He'll point you in the right direction. There you go. Anything else, Mr. Hodge? No, that's it. Let's get to it. It's been awesome. I'm going to go paint a picture of a rock. I'm going to see what I can get for it. I'll take a picture of it and, uh, I don't know. I'll name it something cool. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your week, everybody. Uh, all the best to everybody out there in Louisiana. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. This was episode 132 of Bizarro World. Say goodbye, Nick. See ya.